Ready? <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Playing Dirty Podcast with Katie and Megan. Hey, guys. <laughs> and if you're listening, this is our 10th episode. So super cool milestone for us. And we appreciate all the support from the beginning. Um, hoping that we continue to put out awesome content and just really enjoy each other's time here when we chat every week. Uh, it's been super fun. Yep. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter, threads, um, and subscribe to our YouTube if you want to see our pretty faces. Megan, did you see that uh, Elon rebranded Twitter to X? I saw that, but ignored it. Like, I think he's just threatened by the threats thing. I've been trying not to look at social media a ton, so I haven't really, like, been on mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, I haven't gone on Twitter hardly at all. Like, I think my parents go on Twitter more than me. They'll, like, send me tweets. <laughs> and then I'll go on and be like, oh, wow, I missed this whole world. I literally forgot what this is, was like. But, um, yeah, weird I feel like social media is getting super weird recently. It's just become like, like a lot of stuff I use for like a sports news feed. Mm -hmm. But that's what it's become to me is like sports news, just because I've curated all my follows to that. And then everything else, like I just ignore. Yeah, me too. And, and like, honestly, even with Instagram, the algorithm never really shows me my friends posts anymore like yeah. I feel like I miss out on what people I actually care about are posting so whatever um okay so there I feel like there's like a lot of life updates happening in the next couple weeks to month um so want to like chat about that before we start like talk sports I know it's your last week in Houston isn't it two two the same week that you start your school is the week that I'm leaving. <gasps> no yeah, way. I know. You're driving. You're going to drive from Houston all the way to Washington. Yeah. So I'm going to break it up into two weeks. So the first weekend will be my dad's coming out, which is really sweet. Oh, um, yeah. So I'll pack everything up. I don't have that much stuff realistically. Then I'll drive um, to Colorado put my dad on the airplane, he'll go back to LA. Um, and then I will stay with Ryan. And then the following weekend, we'll drive to Washington. And he's coming with you for the drive? Yeah, he'll drive with me. Um, mm -hmm. I know the first leg is the longest leg of that. It's like uh, Northern Colorado to Montana. And that's like 12 hours. So Hopefully he'll help me drive. It's a long, it's a long one. When we just, that when is we, a long one. When we did it a couple weeks ago, he drove the majority of the like drive back down, and then I helped for like a few hours at the end. So he's usually the driver. That'll be really fun. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, I just once I get past the stress of packing everything up, I think. I'm yeah. Good. And you're starting school. Woo! I know. I have one week of vacation and then a week of orientation and then school starts. 
What's the orientation like? Great question. Um, my program's meeting, they're helping us like finalize classes and stuff. And then um, there's like a big, all the grad students, um, I think it's master's and PhD for the whole university. We have like a dinner, there's like poster sessions where you can like see what labs are doing, what research so you might want to rotate or join. Mm. Um, they haven't sent us our schedule yet. Everything's been like very last minute, which stresses me out because I am going to be working like through that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm really excited. Has it uh, cooled down at all? No. That it's, it's still like 110. Granted, it's not Phoenix, but it, and it started raining last night. We got hit with the craziest monsoon i left work and if you looked to the um west it was perfectly clear and if you looked to the east it looked like the most gloomy threatening like thunderstorm Storm. i've ever seen coming at you oh so i pulled in parked i walked in the house and not five minutes later i sit down to eat dinner and you hear like this like it sounds like someone's throwing rocks at the house and it was really windy. So I thought the wind was blowing all the rocks in the yard up against the windows. And then we look outside and there's like quarter sized hail. Just, I mean, like it looked like it had snowed. There was so much hail that came and like all these trees, like branches were snapping off, flying everywhere. It was like, Oh my God. Picked up all our outdoor furniture and just like threw it. Dude, how is it hailing in the middle of summer? I don't know. And then my mom checked the weather and she's like, this weather app is not right. It says it's still 103 degrees outside. I'm like, it's probably still 103 degrees outside. That's insane. Yeah. That's, that's Today crazy. it's back up to 106. Oh. And then at night, like every night, like a storm has been rolling in. That's dangerous. That's extremely dangerous weather. That's delinquent weather. What? Yeah. It um, it actually stormed here yesterday too, and it's been hot. Like probably not as hot as Arizona, but like one hundreds with like high humidity. And obviously, like I worked yesterday when I got off work, I was like so exhausted, and I'm like, you know what? I should just go for a walk. I'm gonna like get Chipotle or whatever. And I kid you not. The second I walk outside, there is a massive downpour and I'm in like a white shirt. I'm like, I have like a hat on, like I was not prepared at all. So I'm like, oh my God. And so I run to my car cause I'm like, I'm still getting Chipotle. And I drive <laughs> to the Chipotle parking lot. It like slows down a little bit. I order my food. And again, as I'm walking out of Chipotle to get to my car, it was like torrential wind and like rain just like a random like flash. Like I guarantee there was like flash floods everywhere. And so I just waited in Chipotle. I started eating. I usually don't like eating in Chipotle, but I was starving. So I <laughs> it's crazy. It's been crazy. Yeah. Better it rains than it's just hot and dry. Yeah, I guess. Um, any other life updates? No. Just stressed. Yeah. I hear that. Um, 
Okay, so today we are going to be talking about a lot of, I honestly think, like, headline-type news this week. I know. I feel like a lot of random stuff happened, like, across the board. Yeah. But, like, a dramatic week in sports, I guess. Yeah. Started- I don't know if I'm just paying more attention to it, but it feels like more happened this week than last week. It does. Yeah, I think it, I think it has. I think there's been a lot of event type things that have happened so people had something to like lean into but this past week i don't feel like there was any like like the SBs are over all of that like sort of like all-star stuff is over and now we've just had the most random things happen like we'll start off with the Bronny james thing yeah so um Bronny james is lebron james's son um and he suffered cardiac arrest at practice at USC. He's a basketball player. Um, luckily, this news is a few days old. So mm-hmm. um, he went into the ICU and he's back home in stable condition. But it really kind of, I think, shocked everyone to see that. He, this is his first season at USC, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not even, like, it's literally tra- summer training. So... I think it's, I think it's just random and scary and like, I don't, does he have a history of like health problems? Um, no, I know obviously if you're an elite athlete and you're working out and you have really high stress in your life, like this isn't something that's yeah out of question. Um, but what really got brought up for me was when we were at UCLA and Shaq's son, Sharif, um, they found something with his heart as well. And he ended up um, not playing for UCLA for a while. He had um, surgery on his heart and then he ended up transferring later on. I totally forgot about that, but you're so right. Yeah. And there was this rally. Yeah. It's just scary. Yeah, I don't know. And I, people are always going to, I feel like, find ways to strike fear when there's someone in the spotlight that has, like, been injured or something. And then... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the vaccine stuff. The vaccine stuff. And, like, we don't have to get too much into it. Um, I won't share, like, personal opinions, but people are starting to say, like, oh, well, maybe it's, like, remnants of the COVID vaccine and whatever. You know, there's been, like occurrences of people saying that heart problems are connected uh elon musk is one of those people not surprisingly like he's all over the place with his opinion but i feel like there's a lot of fear-mongering going around still with the vaccine and this is just like another example of comes up once again like i feel like we're kind of past the era of the covid like i think i think there's still like a general push for covid vaccination but we're past the era of like life-threatening type scenarios mm-hmm. so i think it's just like reawoken a lot of discussion about why this might have happened uh and I, I think it's easier for people to blame something tangible mm-hmm. than to go and say any any athlete including perhaps our children are at a risk of this happening to them and Mm -hmm. we don't know why like that's a very scary sentiment yeah and so i feel like people just are looking for something to blame 
And it's like causing a lot of misinformation to go around that's like reaching big headlines. Yeah. Uh, But he's okay, right? He is okay. Um, LeBron James actually tweeted. um, He said, I want to thank the countless people sending my family love and prayers. We feel you and I'm so grateful. Everyone doing great. We have our family together, safe and healthy, and we feel your love. We'll have more to say when we're ready, but I wanted to tell everyone how much your support has meant to all of us. All of us. Hashtag James Gang. That's so, cute. Yeah. And then they released a video of Bronny playing piano. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he recovers. Um, we'll see what this has to do with him playing basketball. I can imagine um, he'll be off for a while. Um, whether he'll stay at USC or not, I don't know. Whether he'll mm. change his path, um, we'll see. Speaking of LA teams, the LA Dodgers have had, which obviously if you are a listener or know me at all, they're, they're my team, grew up with them. Um, they've had some recent trades and actually brought a lot of veteran players back to LA. Uh, this actually made me really happy. Really? Yeah. Because uh, there are two, two of the three that we're going to talk about are like kind of legends in LA. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with Kike Hernandez because he is a fan favorite. So Kike has been kind of a utility player for a lot of different teams. Um, I know he played shortstop second for the Red Sox, um, kind of moved around with the Dodgers from... 2015 to 2020 before he went to the Red Sox. So, um, you know, he's a hot and cold type player, but a really good infield player. So I'm not surprised that he's back with the Dodgers. Um, I think part of the trade was a, the Dodgers have known him as a player and know his like play style and are hoping to renew some sort of like offensive spirit uh with him especially with his personality hopefully exact personality he's super funny um kind of like a jokester yeah yeah agree um and so to get kike boston received the right-handed reliever nick robertson and then uh, a minor league right-hander justin hagenman from the dodgers uh, and Robertson was optioned to AAA. So it didn't, I don't think it was a huge loss for the Dodgers to get Kike back. Uh, and then on the pitching side, we also have Joe Kelly, who was originally with the Dodgers prior to leaving for the White Sox. And I, this guy's iconic. And he's iconic because of that pouting meme. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. In 2020. And for everyone listening who doesn't know what I'm talking about, the Dodgers played the Astros in 2020, um, three years after the cheating scandal with the Astros. So obviously not a huge Astros fan. And Joe Kelly was pitching against Carlos Correa. And the an Astro who is like also hated like among the MLB and uh, struck out Correa 
and finished a scoreless frame. And basically Correa was like, I don't know, probably said some something stupid. And Joe Kelly started to walk off the mound and went like this to mm, and like started mocking <laughs> him. And it's just been this huge meme. And Joe Kelly is just a legend for that. So didn't uh, they paint a really big mural of it? In yeah, the they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, and so actually exactly three years to the day of this like exchange, um, he's back to the Dodgers from the White Sox. So that's crazy. Yeah. He's kind of, um, I don't want to say unreliable as a pitcher, but he's a little um, chaotic in his in his pitch placement, at least. I agree with you. He's a little bit erratic, like a little bit of a wild arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he'll be fun to watch. And then lastly, also from the White Sox, Lance Lynn, who's uh, another pitcher. He was acquired by the Dodgers in a trade with Nick Nastrani, Jordan Leisure, and Trace Thompson. Trace Thompson. Nick, did Nick Nestrini go to UCLA? I have no idea. Yeah. He did? Nick Nestrini went to UCLA. That's so cool. What position is he? Slash, when did he play? Nick Nestrini is... Nick Nestrini is a pitcher. You don't remember who this is? If I saw a picture, maybe. I don't remember him. Um, was he there when we were there? Yeah. I You were definitely more cued into the baseball players than me. Okay. So excited for the Dodgers to continue their season in the playoffs. They are playing the Oakland A's this week. So uh, when did the playoffs start? Playoffs start in October, right? I can't believe it's not even August yet. I feel like July was so long. Really? Yeah, do you? Actually, no? I know that sentiment's correct because I keep thinking it's already August. Right. It looks like um, last year started in October. Okay. That seems consistent. Yeah, so um, hope to see the Dodgers do well. Obviously, as always. So, other exciting news. The World Cup is still happening, and women's team is doing amazing, per usual. Have you been watching, or no? Mm -mm. Okay, so, um, I think, like we talked about last episode, um, the U.S. women's national team won in their first game. Um, in their second match, they ended up playing the Netherlands, which was kind of like a big rematch from like old history and it ended in a draw. So we tied one, one. It was actually really stressful because we were, we being USA were down um, at halftime. So mm -hmm. everyone was like freaking out a little bit. Um, there was some tussles going on in the field between the club teammates, but it all kind of got, laughed out at the end um, okay just you know girls in a contact sport <laughs> yeah um i did see 
this super cute video. I know I sent it to you, but um, Sophia Smith, who is literally one of the like breakout stars of the World Cup, um, she's actually dating Arizona Cardinal wide receiver Michael Wilson, and they met in college, and he wrote her the sweetest letter. Yeah. About her character and her making it to the World Cup and her leadership skills. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys want to read it, go check it out. Um, it's, I believe, on the NFL's yeah. um, platform. So it was so cute. <laughs> it was really sweet to watch because you can tell that they have like kind of grown together in their like respective professional careers in sports. And just like, you can tell they just love each other so much. It was really sweet. I know. Um, another news of, you know, young players coming out of the World Cup. Um, I sent this to you as well. The youngest player ever in a World Cup is 16-year-old Casey, and I might be pronouncing her last name wrong, Casey Fair. Mm -hmm. And she is in for South Korea. So, um. 16. She barely can drive yet, and she's playing in the World Cup. How does that even work? How do you even get, like, how do you Your get there? Parents chaperone you because you can't sign anything. Right, true. I have no idea. <laughs> wow, that's wild. When I was 16, I don't even remember what I was doing. When I was 16, what's that? Um, Sophomore year of high school, mm -hmm. I started driving right as the year started. And I don't know, I was playing volleyball, started my AP courses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing interesting. Not playing in the World Cup. Yeah. My biggest concern was like honors pre-calc yeah that's wild well good for her what a legend i know <laughs> um okay so huge news once again in college football and <sighs> we've we've on previous episodes many previous episodes talked about all of these football conference changes uh especially with the Pac-12, which obviously Megan and I have ties to. There's been another, there's been another L. For the Pac-12, it's not an L. In general, it's not an Big L. Big win for Colorado here. Yeah, oh yeah. So Colorado has departed the Pac-12 as of last week and joined the Big 12, which they originally were in. So kind of like returning to their 90s roots. But uh, the Pac-12 is just going through it. Dwindling, hanging yeah. on by thread. So unfortunate. So um, everyone better buckle up for some change. Right. <laughs> uh, so the nine member board uh, for the University of Colorado voted um, unanimously to confirm the conference change. So clearly this is something they had in the works. Um, and Colorado will join the Big 12 at the end of the 20, I know, at the end of the 2023 season. That's so fast. I know. They're like, bye. 
Wow. So, so they were originally in the Big 12 from 1996 to 2011. Mm-hmm. And I mean, geographically, it makes sense. Like, Nebraska, or not, Nebraska's in the Big Ten, actually, but like Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma. Um, you sent me, did you send me a new map of, it's like BYU, Oklahoma State. Oh, I have it right here. BYU, Colorado. Oh, gosh. These have logos, and I now it okay. really stress me out. <laughs> okay, BYU, Colorado, <laughs> Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, is UH University of Houston? Yeah. Okay, Oklahoma State, Kansas. What's the purple lion? <laughs> That's Kansas State. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a a wildcat, I think. Cincinnati. (laughs) Yeah, that one's random. West Virginia, UCF, and I-State is... I-State? Illinois State? Iowa State? Oh, that's Iowa State. (laughs) Iowa State's past fourth grade geography i didn't know iowa state was in the big 12. i guess that makes sense too you know you forget a lot of states in the united states exist the other day (laughs) my family was talking about um summer vacations yeah and we were talking about all these east coast places and like the difference and my dad was like it is crazy like how different the East and the West Coast are because they're so far away from each other. You just forget. I agree with you. And the Northeast, especially, Mm -hmm. like what is even up there? There's like New York City, Boston. Like we were talking about going to the Cape. Okay. Which is just like such a like mystical concept to me. What is it? (laughs) What is it? (laughs) Like Cape Cod? Uh Uh-huh. thing? Yeah. I have no, that, again, that's foreign. Is it like a bay? It's like a fishing beach, East Coast village town. Yeah. It's supposed to be really, really nice. I believe it's the like wing of Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I had a couple friends from work actually go up there. One of them's from Connecticut. So they're right there. Big East Coast culture. One day I'll make it out there. That's another thing I don't get. And that's just because we've grown up on the West Coast. But the East Coast, like, culture, like the Vineyard Vines and, like, the kind of, like, old money type, like, you know what I mean? Like... I'm so detached from that whole thing. It's so real. I'm not a fan of East Coast preppy menswear. Neither am I. I think it's atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) The shoes, the boat shoes. The the printed Bermuda shorts. No. The salmon, like, thick cotton collared short sleeve polo 
with the sweater wrap. Like, oh no. I agree with you. It's not the vibe. <laughs> not the vibe. Not the vibe. But yeah, so Colorado's leaving after this season. Um, after as well this season, the Pac-12's current media rights with ESPN and Fox expire, which means I think probably why Colorado wanted to get out prior to that. Um, and I think that's going to bring on, like we've talked about before, a lot of uh, realignment and figuring out what actually West Coast teams are going to do. Do you think the Pac-12 will end up dissolving completely? I really want to see what happens to Arizona. I was thinking that because it's the Washington schools, the Oregon schools, Arizona schools, and then Cal and Stanford. That's it. Oh, and, and Utah. But I don't want to say it's out of the ordinary, like it out of the ordinary. I don't want to say it's like out of the question that the Pac-12 would completely dissolve. What do you think? I I don't even know. I It obviously isn't going to happen overnight, but at some point like there aren't going to be enough teams left mm -hmm. to garner a, a media deal out of it that's like worth everybody's time. Yeah. I totally agree. Are you falling asleep on me, Katie? Excuse me. Yeah, that was kind of <laughs> rude. <laughs> um, and then a couple more points here is that what I found really funny is that uh, the tables are kind of turning with Colorado going back to the Big 12 because the same thing was happening to the Big 12 when Colorado left to go to the Pac-12. Really? Yeah. Like the Big 12 was all in a shuffle in like the early 2010s. And so Colorado leaving was like the Pac-12 poaching another team. Yeah. So full circle, whatever. I mean, Colorado's dealing with it how they need to. Um, but I will say Colorado didn't find a lot of success in the Pac-12. Their, um, <laughs> Their football team, which is their most popular team, or as quoted as their most popular team, only won nine of its 36 Pac-12 games over the last four seasons. Okay. Uh, and as a whole, CU has won only 14 conference championships across all sports, neither football or basketball. Yeah. What did UCLA just hit? In terms of natties or conference? Oh, I was thinking of Natty's. I wonder how many national championships Colorado has. Let's see. Well, they have one football national championship. And they, this cannot be right. This cannot be right. This is Wikipedia. It says Colorado has won 29 national championships in history with 20 in skiing, one in 2015. That cannot be right. No, that's that sounds right. Tw they're just really good at skiing. Of course. They better be. <laughs> they better be. 
I guess I'll go with that. If if anyone listening has some sort of disagreement with that or find something else, please let us know. But I mean, that's so fitting. Come on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, um, after this 2023 football season, I think everything is going to go up in arms and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Sticking with football. Um, this came up recently this week. So the NFL is in their training camp phase. So um, they're practicing for a few weeks. Um, quite a number of players are joining these training camps and not all of them will actually make the rosters by the end. Mm-hmm. But um, a heartwarming post by the NFL, um, 11 out of the 16, 11 clubs have 16 women in coaching positions at these training camps. Um, So kind of all across the board, but really nice to see um, women be represented in the NFL space Um, and then women moving up into um, coaching positions. Totally agree. And I I remember the push for – I guess it was like a diversity push, but realistically like women getting into football – started with the referees because the NFL Mm -hmm. started getting female referees. And then over the last few years, we've really seen more women being able to step into coaching roles and garner a lot of respect, I think, which is so awesome. And, you know, among the clubs are the Browns, Lions, Bills, Falcons, Ravens, Titans, uh, Bucks, and then Commanders. So, uh, and the, there's a few others, but yeah, no, really happy to see that, you know, women being involved. Um, so also happening in the NFL this week at training camp, um, the biggest news in the NFL world to kind of hit okay. is Joe Burrow is out with an injury. Um, so there was a video that surfaced of him getting carted off the field. It is supposedly a calf injury. Mm -hmm. Um, And like everyone knows, Joe Burrow is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Um, kind of rivals Patrick Mahomes in the caliber of quarterback. And the funniest part about this whole thing, I mean, well wishes to Joe Burrow. I'm sure he will be back. Um, But the um, Bengals ended up tweeting out, everyone, please stop calling and offering us your calf muscles. It doesn't work like that. Joey will be back. Oh my God. That's so funny. Everyone <laughs> loves Big Joe. I was freaking out. I, uh, Joe Burrow is the heartthrob of the NFL. So That's that's our Barbie. That's our Ken. I know. Yeah. Our, our new Barbie doll. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the calf injury was? No, I mean, a tear, strain, who yeah. knows? I heard that people were, like, lingering around the practice facility and were, like, trying to, like, get videos of it. Like, there was, like, a picture leaked of him on the ground injured. And I don't know how someone might have gotten that, but I guess there was some sort of, like, suspicious activity happening. Who knows? The, uh plebeian paparazzi (laughs) yeah exactly it's like at ucla when the nfl players would come train i'd be like oh my gosh i'd be like in the gate like oh my god peeking through the cracks yeah exactly 
Um, okay, did you see that Travis Kelsey? Yeah, he he talked about this on his podcast. Travis Kelsey went to the Taylor Swift Eras tour, and Travis Kelsey's a big friendship bracelet maker in the first place. But he ended up making a friendship bracelet for Taylor Swift and wanted to give it to her. So we wanted to see her before or after the concert. And apparently she doesn't really meet anyone. He was saying like she is pretty much like mute for most of the time around her shows because her mm -hmm. shows are so long and taxing. She needs to save her voice. But he, he was like, oh, I put my number on it. And his brother was like, your jersey number? And he goes, no, no, my phone number was, like, was the friendship bracelet. Um, and he really wanted to give it to her, but he couldn't. So everyone was like freaking out about it. That's so funny. I'm sure they will connect at some point if like he would make that happen. Of all Maybe. You don't think? I don't know. I feel like people don't really like, especially Taylor Swift, it's not like crossing paths with people as much as you think she is. Can you tell me what Taylor Swift's personality is like? Or like from an outside point of view? Um, she's very funny. Actually, I really don't know how to describe this. Um, she's very private. She's hilarious. She's very like thought out and like everything she does is planned. So like her album releases are planned like years in advance. She has, hides all these Easter eggs. She like loves her fans. She's known to be like very kind, very humble. She's like a creative genius, obviously amazing writer. Um, she's very like mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of her, like, life is kept pretty private. I've never truly watched an interview with her or, like, something where she's, like, speaking about her life. So I have no idea what she's like. Or I have not seen You should watch the documentary about her. On Netflix? Uh, it's on something. Yeah, I heard that was good. That came out a, a bit ago. Yeah. By the way, I started quarterback and you did do you like yeah. it yeah i like it so far i am on the first episode still i like mm. got distracted but uh the even starting out seeing patrick mahomes with his family at like the birthday party like it just makes it so real you forget mm -hmm. they're just like they're normal people literally that's what i'm people. that's what i'm telling you and then yeah when you go back and you're like watching like not to spoil anything because it no no I don't care. but like I don't in care. the last episode when you're watching the Super Bowl happen, there's like a whole other element of like humanity to it. Mm. When you understand like you're seeing what he was doing like outside of all the Super Bowl like entertainment and, and PR stuff. Um and I feel like it just makes the season better to like understand these people's stories and then go in and watch them just yeah. like in college it was way more fun to watch your friends who were on the teams play than just like going and watching whatever team totally yeah yeah i'm gonna try to keep watching that um but yeah so far definitely interesting also um, 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go for it. Um, Travis Kelsey punched his teammate this morning. This is, by the way, we're recording on Saturday, the 29th of July. Uh, at practice, yeah, he, I guess they were kind of dueling it out in a drill. Uh, linebacker Jack Cochran, I believe. And during a like touchdown grab, I guess there was like a late hit that totally triggered Kelsey and punched his teammate. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing to see. I'm a big fan of Travis Kelsey, and so is most of um, everyone. He is definitely like kind of like a hooligan. <laughs> yeah, it's a good word. But um, he is very public facing with the NFL and social media and, and stuff like that. So it's really easy to get to know him. So it was disappointing to see. He did come out and tweet, um, got to be a better teammate, got to be a better leader plain and simple. So I think he kind of realized what he did. Um, yeah. And also his big brother is in the NFL as well. Most everyone knows that. So I'm sure his brother will have to, you know, scold him a little bit. Yes, but we're <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Don't, please don't. Uh, yeah, that was random this morning as well. And then Megan, this is your alumna. What's going on? Yeah, so Bijan Robinson um, from South Point Catholic High School <laughs> is set to be the highest paid running back in the NFL in 2023 at $13 million, um, ahead of Christian McCaffrey um, oh, wow. and everyone else. But that was like a really shocking statistic. I don't know if it'll exactly play out that way um, as the season rolls on, but... $13 million at, he's what? 2021, How is he the highest paid in the NFL as a rookie like that? Don't ask me. I mean, he's good, but that's incredible. Yeah. What would you do with uh, that, knowing that you just signed a contract for $13 million, what would you do? Hire someone to tell me what to do with it. <laughs> That's a smart choice. <laughs> I have no idea. But like, uh, let me rephrase. A purchase. What would you purchase as like a... I, I have money. I can do this. Like a gift to myself? Yeah. A car. For sure. Okay. An electric car, <laughs> but I don't know which one. Have you thought any more about what kind of car you would want? My car that I want right now is the Mustang Mach-E. Okay. Why are you nodding your head like that? I can't see you, so I can't really oh. like, <laughs> I, I don't know what your face looks like right now. <laughs> Technical issues here. And I think you cut out a little bit. What, Maki? Mustang, Maki. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes way more sense. I was like, what is she saying? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I still got my Tacoma, which still needs to be in the shop. 
You haven't taken it? The insurance adjuster needs to come mm. and I'm waiting on them. But don't you love being an adult? It's the worst. It's truly the worst. Okay, another huge payout. Speaking of huge payouts. This was be, insane. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so can you do it? I have no idea. Yeah. Kylian Mbappe was offered a one-year, $1.1 billion, with a B, dollar salary from the Saudis. <laughs> so one of what their club you? teams. Um, I'm going to pull up the graphic that says how many. It's like $24 a second. Wow. I saw this stat that said this salary... This is a this is an annual, right? On an annual basis? Just for one year. $24 per second, $1,475 a minute, $88,500 an hour, $2.1 million a day. God, that makes me feel so poor. That <laughs> makes me feel so poor. I don't think he took the deal. But I don't, what would you do with $2.1 million a day? Bijan's entire running back salary yeah. of $13 million is going to be hit in one week. I don't know what you do. You give half of it away. That's what I would do. And I, I think mean, this is post-tax, post I say in quotes. So he comes out with like $776 million for the season. So I don't know if you're paying taxes on that or that's post-tax, but. Either way, I tell you what I would do. I would start a foundation of some kind because that's a ridiculous amount of money to have. He's one of the best players in all of soccer, though. So he probably already is doing yeah. all that stuff with an insane amount of money anyways. That's true. Uh, that's more. The stat, I saw the stat that said that's more than LeBron has made his entire NBA career. Nixing, nixing LeBron's, like, sponsorships and whatever. I don't know how much he's made on that. But, like, in terms of actual revenue from the NBA or income from the NBA... That is absolutely insane. I would probably buy a house. I'd pay off my car. Um, I'd buy my parents whatever they, like uh, uh, any house they wanted, wherever they wanted to live. Same with my sister and my brother. Same with my grandparents. Like I'd take care of everyone in my family. I would buy you a house if you wanted a house. Oh, thank like, you. At, at that point, you <laughs> so much. Like you could just kind of like divvy it out. I but I'd probably but that's like, gonna start like fights between people too. I know that's true. People but, are gonna crawl out of the woodwork. But then you find out who your real friends are. No, but you have to choose who your real friends are at that point. Why? Because everyone's going to pretend to be your friend when you have that much money. So it's That's up to you true. to decide who has your best intention. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I, uh, did you see that 
speaking of a lot of money, I was just thinking of Drake because I saw this interview with him where he was he was on a podcast called The Real Good Podcast. Did you see this? With that um that girl that just like came out of the out of the blue and everyone is like freaking out about like who she is and why she's interviewing Drake in his bed. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Did you look at her Instagram? No. Isn't she like a mommy blogger? She came out of nowhere. I don't know what she is. I looked at her Instagram. I'm like, how do you have a million followers? I've never seen you in my life. And her whole podcast is like whispering. She's like, yeah. I know. Okay. Well, why? And you're like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I could listen to this. She puts on this like facade of like boring, like un uninterested girl. She's probably not like that in real life, but that's how she's framed her podcast of like, why are you saying that? What do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And when she, I don't know how she got Drake on the, now she has little Yachty on it. Like the following episode, she came out of nowhere, but, um, I don't know how I thought of that. Just thinking maybe when you money. get famous, yeah, money and when you get famous, how you know who your friends are. She's she said she was like talking about texting Drake. Like, how are they friends? I, anyways, that was so random. That was so random. I, I don't know that. But I know exactly my... what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a funny. It was kind of a funny podcast, but did you listen to the whole thing? No, I got like halfway through and then I um, went to bed. So maybe I'll turn it back on later. Okay. Uh, upcoming events this week. There's another F1 race. Woo, this weekend. So um, we're kind of in the middle of it right now. Um, my life is crazy with a capital C at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I haven't watched a single second of it. But it obviously gets spoiled on social media all the time. Um, I'm actually going to like a watch party tomorrow to watch the race, which is Fun. exciting. Yeah. Yes, that is what my my 12 p.m. brunch is. Um, so this weekend was a sprint race. The sprint race happened this morning. Uh, Max won. No one's shocked. Um, Oscar Piastri came in second. He is the only rookie, and I don't know what the statistic is, to ever lead a Formula One race. So he's kind of blowing it out of the water thanks to McLaren's new car upgrades. Mm -hmm. um, and then Pierre Gasly, who's a fan favorite, came in third. Max Verstappen will start tomorrow in the actual race um, in sixth position. So he came in pole and he's taking a grid penalty for changing his gearbox. So um, he's still going to win, uh, <laughs> even though he's starting in sixth. But um, your P1 through 5 for the race tomorrow are Leclerc, Perez, Hamilton, Sainz, and Piastri. Um, nice. So we'll see how that plays out. My Because it's no longer fun to guess who's going to win, um, the group chat for the brunch tomorrow has started guessing who will come in sixth place. Mm. So my public... Prediction of the future is Oscar Piastri will come in P6. Okay. We'll see what happens. Do you still make money if you come in sixth? Um, so there's no, it's just by points. Oh, okay.
So you get points one through 10. But do you, every race you, you don't win money? Mm Mm-mm. Not till the end of the season. Okay. Interesting. But can you earn money via like sponsorships throughout? It's just like race earnings. And then they have a salary. Oh, they have a salary. They each driver has a salary. Yeah. Got it. Um, the U.S. Women's National Team this week is playing Portugal on Tuesday. So I'm assuming, and Megan, correct me if I'm wrong, they're continuing on from like the grouping, the original groupings into the 16 bracket, or are we're we still, not there yet? No, we're still in group stages. So okay. um, because there's so many teams, 32, and each te- group of four has to play like three matches, you know? Mm. Um, it's taking a while. So we're still in group stages. This will go on for quite a bit longer. Um, but yeah, the game will be on Fox if anyone wants to watch. And hopefully we'll win. Um, yeah. No more draws. It starts to get into this like crazy equation on which teams are going to move through. So you kind of have to pay attention on what the scores were and what the stats were and who's in the lead and who's not and if this person wins and if that person loses then this person will move forward and if it's different it'll be someone else so it'll be exciting to see how it plays out i have my own little sports update i finally had the time to go to my thursday night volleyball league on thursday (gasps) yeah a lot of the people who like we usually play with like uh, one of the girls and I, it's, it's from work, um, just a local office, not really people on my team, but just people I've met here. We've all been kind of busy and the games are sometimes super late at night because people work and you know how it goes. It's an adult league, but I love going for two reasons. First of all, I get to see these people who are super cool. It's a great little group. Like they're all awesome. Super nice. Not like it's very casual. It's I get competitive with it, but most people haven't really played volleyball before, so take it as it is. Um and second, the locations. So Houston has, and I'm not gonna like reveal my location or anything, but they have different setups across the city of beach volleyball courts, and a lot of them will have six or seven beach courts set up with an adjacent bar and like food area with TVs. It's basically That's so cool. It's so cool. It's it, it typically is an outdoor bar with just volleyball courts and you can go pick up. There's leagues, obviously you can drink, you can do whatever. It's so cool. So uh, where we play is one of these uh, areas and like bar setups. So um it was super fun. I'm glad. Hopefully I can go next week as long as work's not crazy, but we ended up losing in three. Tough, tough game. The other team had this like one out, like left side hitter who was just this guy who was super tall and um, we're not like the rest of the team's not experienced in playing volleyball at all. So <laughs> when someone's hitting at you, you can't really dig it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was super fun. So if I play next week, I'll give you an update. 
What do you think you're going to miss most about Texas? Good question. I'm coming back in next year to Austin. Um, and in the case that I actually do need to come back to Houston, I will. But uh, in the interim, I will probably miss a couple of the people here that I've met. I think I will want to stay friends with them, obviously. Um, but I've met some really genuine people here that I didn't expect to like form relationships with. One of them I'm actually seeing tomorrow, which is like the reason why I can record tomorrow night. But um, and the food's really great. I think it's so diverse here, kind of like Los Angeles. Um, but uh, I don't think I'll miss very much from Houston, honestly. Like, I wish I had more to say, but truly, it's probably just the people and the food. Maybe the affordability. That's so shallow, but it's cost of living is much cheaper than anywhere else that I'd want to live. So we'll see. And we'll see how Austin is comparative to Houston. It's supposed to be really different. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up all of our topics for this week. Um, I will be taking my last and final vacation before graduate school next weekend. So we will catch up with you guys in a couple weeks. Um, and Katie may or may not be in Texas anymore. So thank you yeah. guys. Thanks everyone. Uh, follow, subscribe, like, um, would love to hear your guys' thoughts on our episode so far and congrats, Megan, on 10 episodes. I, yeah. I love this. It's been so fun.